listener, and welcome back to another episode of I Statement. I'm your host, Angela, and I hope you're doing well today. I am recording this on Valentine's Day, so it's sort of an extra special day for most of us. And if you don't have a partner, or you're not in a conventional relationship, or you don't feel as though you're able to celebrate Valentine's Day in the way that it's marketed and dictated and normalized throughout our society, you still can. I believe you still can by loving yourself, loving whatever that thing is that you gravitate towards or holds a special place in your heart. And I just hope you find a chance to smile today and every day. I'm feeling in a pretty good place today, a pretty good mood. I am just kind of excited to have an episode coming out tomorrow. I know I took a week off last week, and that was because I was feeling pretty overwhelmed. I still am, but I wanted to make the time and take the time to record an episode for you all, and for me, because it's something that I really enjoy doing. I enjoy sharing parts of my being with all of you and hoping that you all gain something from it, learn something from it, relate to something from it, or whatever else it may be. So here I am, I'm back, and I'm here to do a bit of a more lighthearted episode today, just a more fun, conversational, easygoing episode. So I'm going to talk about guilty pleasures because I have been seeing them everywhere. I have heard other podcasts talk about them, I have heard people around me talk about them, and I was kind of deep diving and analyzing my own guilty pleasures, and I thought, hey, you know what? My listeners want to hear this. They're going to be thrilled to hear about my guilty pleasures. So let's take a bit of a deeper dive into my own private uh, guilty world, and yeah, here we go. So a guilty pleasure, I don't even really like those two words going together because a pleasure should not be something we feel guilty about right? Guilty pleasures are something that we enjoy, but we know we're either not supposed to like, or it's like it says something negative about us, which is terrible. And that negative thing often ends up being like an association with categories of identity that we disparage and marginalize in society. Just those things that are not seen as socially and societally acceptable. So like watching The Bachelor, for example, is a lot of people's guilty pleasure. And it's something that is often associated as being negative or as something that is is so terrible to watch or whatever. Like those that's an example of a guilty pleasure. And that one is more normalized than say something that's less mainstream, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I'm still trying to figure out like how I feel about guilty pleasures and what they can mean and why we even think of these things that we enjoy, these pleasures that we like and appreciate in our lives and sometimes even resort to at the end of a long day or when we're feeling overwhelmed or stressed, why they're called guilty pleasures. I think by eliminating the words guilty pleasure coined together from our vocabulary and debunking like this myth that frivolous things or just odd things we like reflect poorly on us, it can kind of reverse and resist false notions about pleasure and what pleasure is for and who pleasure is for and who has a right to pursue pleasure. I think that that's so necessary and I I know I'm going to talk about guilty pleasures, but I'm just going to call them pleasures. I'm going to try to refer to them as pleasures from now on because they are so normal or what I at least think should be normal. 
And I don't want to coin these things that I like guilty. I don't want to feel guilty for liking what I like and doing what I do. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) No way. And so in talking about this, I'm also going to talk about other pleasures that are popularized and normalized in our society. So yeah, (laughs) here we go. My top guilty pleasure, see, I'm doing it. Okay, my top pleasure, everybody, my top pleasure, my top indulgent pleasure is food related. Isn't it always? (laughs) My top pleasure, number one on my list, the first one that I thought of was eating peanut butter on a spoon, but wait. (laughs) So I put the peanut butter on the spoon, like smooth it out, and then I will strategically place chocolate chips in the peanut butter that's on the spoon, and I place seven on the spoon to make it look like a little flower. And I think that's a bit of a particularity symptom that I have (laughs) just in my everyday life, but there has to be seven. So six in a circle and one in the center, and then I eat it. And I do that about 10 times until I'm (laughs) guiltily, in air quotes, satisfied. That is my number one pleasure. I cannot think of a time where I've eaten that and felt bad about it. I've loved it every single time. However, I have felt bad talking about it and sharing it. It shouldn't be though. I, it's, I feel like that is something that can be so normal if we just accept the fact that it is a pleasure and it's not something that is supposed to make us feel bad about ourselves for doing. I love peanut butter. I love chocolate. Those two things are already very well accepted in society as going together, as being a combo, a perfect duo, a perfect pairing. So who cares if I (laughs) unconventionally put peanut butter on a spoon, strategically place seven chocolate chips on that peanut butter, and then lick it off and do it again and again and again? Like, who cares? That is my top pleasure. I love that. I've been doing that for years. It is so good. And kind of to go off of that, another big, big, big pleasure of mine is eating something right out of the container and not putting it in a separate container. I really despise doing that. If I have a carton of ice cream, you better believe I'm eating it out of the container. My peanut butter, spooning it straight out of the jar. I'm not taking the time to put my peanut butter in a little dish. No way. (laughs) Yeah, ice cream, peanut butter is a big one. Just anything that I can eat out of its already given to me container. Leftovers, for example, if I can put that in a Tupperware and just go to town, better believe I'm just doing that. I'm not going to take the time to replate it, dirty another plate, dirty another dish, use extra utensils that I don't need to in order to consume the food that I am (laughs) about to consume. No way, that just takes too much time for me and it is a very prominent pleasure in my life to just eat something out of the container that it already comes in. That's, yeah, that's (laughs) one of my main pleasures. Another one of my pleasures in life, one of my main pleasures is re-watching two shows on Netflix. One is The Office. It is no longer on Netflix, but when it was, up until the point that it, had, that it had been removed from Netflix, I had watched that show six or seven times straight through. I love it. I can quote many, many episodes. That is a pleasure of mine. And then another is Shameless. I love watching Shameless. I feel like it adds a little drama to my life helps me dramatize some things, (laughs) which may not always be a good thing, but I don't know. It like gets me emotional, gets me thinking, gets me reflecting for whatever reason. 
Shameless brings it out in me, and thus I rewatch it a million times. But I love it. It's also, I think it's a little bit of an anxiety thing for me as well, because by rewatching the same show over and over again, I know what's coming. I know what's going to happen. I can prepare myself. I feel like I'm already in on something. I'm able to see like, okay, I know that in this episode, Carl goes to prison. Or in this episode, Debbie finds out that her partner has left her to go to Florida, even though she's pregnant with his child. Like, I know, (laughs) I know what's happening. Same goes for The Office. But those two are my top pleasurable shows that I will rewatch and feel comfortable rewatching. They are easy for me to digest, easy for me to to watch and visualize and, um, yeah, digest. I already said digest. They're just easy for me to consume. I really like them. That's another big pleasure for me. Binge watching is not something that I typically engage in. So I said, you know, I like to watch The Office and Shameless over again, but I don't binge like eight episodes in a sitting. I will watch it as something to watch maybe in the background of me doing some work or if I'm cooking or if I'm just trying to relax, but I won't try and finish a whole season in one night kind of thing. Like binge watching is not really my thing, but watching the same program or show over and over again is absolutely my thing. (laughs) Okay, this is a very modern guilty pleasure and I don't know how I feel, and that's not guilty, sorry, it's a pleasure. A modern pleasure (laughs) that I really like and that I have been doing a lot of is while I open the Instagram app, before even scrolling down my homepage and through my feed, I will click on that little, little magnifying glass, that little searching glass, and I will browse through my explore page. I love doing that. I get to see some TikToks because I don't have a TikTok. And so I get to see some some reels and TikToks on there that I might not see on my homepage just because I don't want to follow all of these accounts. And a lot of what it is, surprise, surprise, is food. I am ugh, watching food videos, watching people make food, watching people talk about food, watching people even eat food, the most pleasure. Like, those are some of the most pleasurable things I can watch. And that may be tied a little bit to my disordered eating, but I just get a lot of pleasure from watching other people make food, present food, really like model food and create it in such a way that it is eye-pleasing and eye-catching and it looks delicious. I love that. So when those are on my explore page, I constantly scroll through them and click through them. Like I just get an immense satisfaction from watching them. And then the other... (laughs) thing that is usually on my explore page is a lot of exercise related content and a lot of like mommy bloggers. (laughs) Mommy bloggers are usually stay-at-home moms or just self-employed moms who have some children and they post about them. They give life updates, they talk about, you know, where they went that day, if they went to the park, oh my gosh, it was a beautiful day. I don't know. I love those posts. They're kind of wholesome and cute and fun. So I look at a lot of mommy bloggers and the fitness pages are people usually talking about um, their really long runs that they did that day or they're showing progress pictures or they give sample workouts, things like that. I love watching those. Oh my goodness, I love them. They give me immense, immense satisfaction and pleasure. I don't find them to be guilty because I think a lot of those videos motivate me 
to challenge the notion of what like good eating is or clean eating is. I try and not separate the two so much like clean eating and then junk food eating or unhealthy eating. And then also with fitness, it just opens my eyes a little bit more to other exercises I can be incorporating into my already established fitness routine or the ways in which some uh, athletes and people who work out approach their workouts and what they eat beforehand and what they do to prepare beforehand. If they take electrolytes and creatine or if they just drink water or if they go fasted, like all those kinds of things, those are things that interest me. And so I take and get immense pleasure from watching those and digesting the content. It's something I absolutely enjoy. Switching over to the more (laughs) marginalized of pleasures in our society, this one, (laughs) I even find it a little, not gross, I don't know, because it's not gross, and what I do watch is totally medical, um, but like popping and extractions, I love those videos. There is something immensely satisfying about watching a medical professional, a dermatologist, pop or poke or dig out or whatever they need to do to extract a, I don't know, a cyst, a pimple, whatever, some kind of blemish or obscurity in the skin. I love those videos. I will be so, so, so honest about that. There is this channel on YouTube that posts them like at least twice a day and it's called like Relax Day Spa I think is the channel name. Oh my gosh those videos I just put them on mute. I don't even have any audio because there will sometimes be audio I just mute it and I watch it and I know picking your skin is not healthy for your skin it's not good for your skin because you can get bacteria in it but man oh man oh my I (laughs) I really enjoy those videos I think they're satisfying for me because they're just removing something like an impurity that's not supposed to be in the skin and I really like that like it just it just satisfies me it's a pleasure of mine I don't care if y'all think it's gross (laughs) I know I'm not the only one that watches them of my friends of people I know my sister likes to watch them it's just something about like the satisfaction that you can get from watching a pop or like seeing an extraction happen and knowing that there is no longer a blemish there or the impurity has been purified in air quotes. Uh, yeah, I, I really like uh, pimple popping and extraction videos. <laughs> Another prominent guilty pleasure of mine is looking at the towns around my hometown back in Connecticut looking at their crime blotters and their crime updates. For whatever reason, the police department uh, from the town adjacent to mine that I grew up in posts their arrest records on a Facebook page. And one day, (laughs) I spent hours going through those PDFs of (laughs) arrest records of people that live so close to me And honestly, like, some people that I knew, went to school with, or knew from town, would appear in those blotters. And for whatever reason, just reading about those, uh, those records, that data, was something that was very interesting to me. (laughs) And I've been doing it now probably once every three to four weeks. I don't know why this is. I think it's because I really enjoy true crime. I really like true crime podcasts. I really like listening to that sort of 
a genre of podcast and just content in general, there's something interesting to me about a case, a mystery, a kind of an unsolvable sort of scenario. And these arrest records usually point to things that are pretty minor or pretty um, easily digestible, so I like to see them. But they also relate a little bit to my passion of true crime. And I don't know, for some reason, reading them, taking them in, very, (laughs) very pleasurable to me. I... (laughs) Oh my gosh. Some of these are embarrassing. I talked to my mom about some of the some of the arrests that I would see that came up and my sister as well because obviously they probably know these people that I do. And boy, is it funny. It's just very funny to think about this stuff and look at what's happening. Not that I think the police system is good and perfect, but I think reading these arrest records and reading these uh, stories about crimes is just very interesting and it's it's neat to see what goes on behind the scenes or kind of what happens to to get somebody arrested i don't know i don't know that's a it's an odd uh pleasure of mine but it is what it is (laughs) oh another common one and this is common um for a lot of people but organizing i love to organize things even if it's just arranging something so that the placement is symmetrical or that so things are linear and at like perfect 90 degree 180 270 360 degree angles whatever it may be i love to organize oh my goodness i love to place things properly uh and organize in a way that kind of meets design criteria and design standards that i might have for myself or just in my living space i yeah i really like to organize I'll organize my papers, I'll organize my backpack. Usually my room is the first thing that I'll organize. It's never really messy, but it can always usually use like a a shift of where things are. Or I can place something quote-unquote properly in its spot, in its home, within my room. Organizing is a big one for me, and it has been forever. I've never really been a messy person. I've kind of eased up over the years. Like for example, I could never leave dishes in the sink, and now I leave dishes in the sink and I always had to write out in my daily planner what I was going to do or what was due for a class one day now I don't do that anymore (laughs) and I haven't done it consistently for a while so yeah organizing I think a lot of other folks can relate but it's a big one for me it it governs a big part of my life and then the last pleasure that I'm going to talk about that I think I indulge in a lot is people watching. (laughs) This is something that I really like to do and I think that's just because I'm a very observational person. I like to kind of stand a little bit outside on the margins and just look around at what's happening around me. I try and take in my surroundings as much as I can given the length of time that I'm going to be in a place, why I'm there, what I'm looking for, how I'm feeling about the situation that I'm in. And that results in a lot of people watching and more than watching, just analyzing in a big way. I really like to observe people's habits. I think that people are very interesting. I think it's really cool to see people's mannerisms uh, as they operate in a space that is typically public. I mean, this usually happens in a public place and how they're navigating their environment. I think it's really cool. I think I observe a lot of different people, a lot of interesting people, a lot of 
people in general just doing their thing outside around town in stores wherever it may be I think it's I think it's very cool to look into people's mannerisms to maybe even be able to read them a little bit as they're navigating a space and just existing within that space I find that to be very pleasurable for example skiing today there were two um two children in front of me and I said to my partner I said oh my gosh they are definitely twins they look like twins I think they're twins I noticed their helmets their goggles their ski boots, their the skis themselves, which are actually matching. They were actually twinning with their skis. And then I saw them again on the mountain later and was trying to like read into them a little bit more and just observe them a little bit more. So I think I'm more observational than, than most people might be. I have a good um, ability at remembering faces and recognizing faces. And I just really am present and able to take in my surroundings in a really intentional and analytical way. And that's something that I think is necessary for me, but it's also definitely a pleasure because I do find a lot of satisfaction and gratification actually from observing what's around me, taking in what people are doing, kind of analyzing how they're maybe feeling, and yeah, seeing how I relate to to that all and being very self-aware of how I'm presenting myself and being myself in certain situations. So those are some of my pleasures. (laughs) I hope you all enjoyed listening to these. I think this was a fun little episode to do to just pop in, remind y'all that I'm still here even though I was quiet last week. I have indulged in every single one of these guilty pleasures that I mentioned in this episode in the last week. So be assured, or pleasures rather, pleasures. So be assured that they're not just (laughs) me talking their actual pleasures that I indulge in that I love and that I don't feel ashamed or guilty about I don't feel ashamed for doing these things I don't feel bad about myself for doing these things I just feel like a human being who likes certain things who gravitates towards certain things in my everyday life and I'm not going to feel bad about them and neither should you if you think you have a quote-unquote weird pleasure or something that is societally unconventional Maybe try and <laughs> rethink that that language and rework what that means. A pleasure is a pleasure. It's different for all of us, and we shouldn't be made to feel bad about them. And that is the last thing I am going to say about pleasures. They're not guilty. We are not guilty. Nobody is guilty for enjoying something that they like and love. I hope y'all have a wonderful day, wonderful week morning, afternoon, night, wherever you're at, wherever you are, and I will see you next Monday.